I, I do, I, We're I, over here coming up with reasons why the Niners got screwed in like a 25-point yeah, loss. Yeah, that was bad. No, um... Man, welcome to Sims and Lefko, everybody. Are we started? Yeah, we're started. You don't oh. got it in your ears? I have nothing in my ears. Oh, that's awesome. You had no idea. <laughs> no. No, we're, we're going through because I don't know if you guys had the same experience we did yesterday where there was like 13 games at 1 o'clock. It was the first time in a few weeks where... I, I think I saw 14 seconds of Broncos Bengals. Yeah, I would say like that's the game I seconds. saw the least of, for was, sure. Because I kind of went in that game going, Jeff Driscoll isn't going to do anything. Um, yeah, but, I mean, like, it's actually, we, we should do that. We should be like, one word association for all the one o'clock games. All right, you want to create a game right away? Yeah, I guess so. It's stupid. All right, go. you go first. Ravens, Falcons. You're going to say, say bludgeoning. Say bludgeoning. That right. was the word you've been right. using all day. Right. Yes, you can jump on it if you want. All right, Rams, Lions. Ooh. Goff was off. Bad. Right. That's, that's That would just be my trying to watch I was everything. Gonna say, I was going to say deceiving. Deceiving. Because they won by 14, but it really it could have been like a seven-point win. Right. Cardinals, Packers. Sad. Wilkes. Wilkes? Wilkes. I went sad because yeah. it was – I wrote down in my notes at one point of the game – Aaron's Aaron had one where he rolled out left on a bootleg. Right. And there was nobody there. Yeah, nobody there. I and know. I was like, this is the exact same play where he threw the deep ball in the playoffs against the Cardinals, but nobody was there. Yeah. Do you know what? The, the word is symbolic. Symbolic. Yeah, word. right. You're right. You're right. Microcosm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously. But yeah. Okay. So that was a good one. Jaguars, Colts. Oh. Over aggressive. Oh, oh, Colts, yeah. I'll just, get to that in the betting thing. Just be like, be pre- See, Realize is- that a field goal can let you win Indianapolis? Exactly. Yeah. Like Sean Payton, Bill Bell, you, you win the game. Just win it. And realize going into that game. Sean with- Payton should kick the field goal on Thursday night, too. Uh, yeah, you're right. But like, you, you realize you're going to play the Jaguars without Leonard Fournette. And Cody Kessler's the quarterback. And so instead, we're you, going for fourth and one on the one. Right. And then another fourth and one when they're in on field the 50, goal. Yeah. Right. On 19. Right. So, like, Bills, those. Dolphins. But I just like that. Like, be prepared to win the game 12 6. Bills, Dolphins. Josh. Allen. Oh, you went out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He was incredible. What? Freak show. Bears, Giants. Oh. Fluke. Yeah. I mean, I just watched the film. It was fluky. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's fair to say. Chiefs, Raiders. Oh, Chiefs, Raiders. Mm. I want to. I almost want to say like, what do I want to say there? Best worst performance I've ever seen. Seriously, something like that. That's it was what the saying. worst I was forty go with point performance again, or I've ever something seen. like that. Yeah, it was. Uh, Mahomes still had some unreal throws though. Uh, Panthers, Bucks. Oh, self inflicting. Tampa. Yeah, Tampa. Just right. messy, gross. Every time I looked up, Cam was throwing a freaking pick. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, Jets, Titans. Oh. Who cares? Jets. That's all I could say. <laughs> uh, I guess we should just finish. Vikings, yeah. Patriots. Mm, as expected. I found that the Vikings got screwed on so many calls in that game. Did you feel like it? I did. I, I felt like there was a number of pass interferences that were not called on the Patriots. Yeah, there were certainly some questionable ones. I agree. Which led you. into Belichick telling Adam Thielen to... The fuck off. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, was that was great. a good one. I like that. There was a few games I felt like refs played a little bit more of a part in the game than they should have. A lot of people say Especially that Especially last night, night and okay. last night, too. That's the second time that a false start has gone uncalled and led to a touchdown for the Chargers against an AFC North team this season. Unreal, the right? last time it happened, somebody got fired. All right, we're doing Sorry. all of this, and yeah. we need to get to the main story. Let's get to it. Simpson left has a new rap anthem. Right. 
We do. New rap anthem? Yes. Okay. We have somebody that put together a rap song, and it's fantastic. Okay. But that's coming up at the end of the show. Never thought so I'd before. be saying that. The actual news story, yeah. Amendment 1, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is the greatest favorite. quarterback we've ever seen. Right. <laughs> but it's happened. It has. We have been together now for near for around four years. Right. The entire time talking about how basic the Packers offense is and how it's held Aaron Rodgers back. After the game, a loss in a game in which they were favored by 14 points at home, which they shouldn't have been. No. In the snow against an Arizona team with a rookie quarterback and not a lot going on anywhere else. Nope. They lose the game. The offense looks stale the entire time. And one of the longest tenured coaches in the NFL, Mike McCarthy, is fired soon after. Yeah. Thoughts on the timing? I mean, the timing, I, I was a little surprised it happened yesterday. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I understand where people are coming from. Like, I was sitting next to Tony Dungy when it happened. Like, I understand the old schoolness of, like, this guy won a Super Bowl. He's been here for a long time. It's nine playoffs in 12 years. Like, you let him finish out the year. But from a business perspective, I don't it makes think more sense. Exactly right. For both parties. Yes. Mike McCarthy can go do interviews right now. Yep. And move on. And they can start to work the back channels of talking to agents and figuring what out is, who they want to go after. This is there's a lot of things in our podcast that are coming to fruition this season. Yeah, it does seem that way. Packers, coaches leaving. Right. Odell Beckham got his contract. Right. Blake Bortles got benched. Yeah. Like the things that we've been preaching now for years right. are actually coming to a head. The Odell one felt satisfying. Yeah. Blake Bortles being benched did not. Right. It kind of felt weird. Like I felt guilty. Yeah. Right. Mike Mar Mike McCarthy being fired. How does it make you feel to get back to word association? Yeah. Um, mm, there's a little bit of like a... Uh, I'm happy in the big picture, but I, I'm not happy for the immediate future just because eh, like watching Aaron Rodgers in December and meaningful football games. But, you know, this is what's drugged this on anyways, is the fact that we've had the relax and all these end of the year flurry Incredible finishes, moments. right, to get into the playoffs or be the sixth seed. And Rodgers has continually saved the day uh, as far as that's concerned. And... I don't want to say got my wish here, but finally got to the point where, you know, I, I, at the end of a few years, was just like, damn. I mean, 2015, 2016, I was, oh, good thing they got Aaron Rodgers. They didn't have him. They, nobody would be going to the playoffs. McCarthy wouldn't have a job. And after last year, seeing what they really were worth without Rodgers going 6-10, and 10, and then this year, right. injuries, Okay, played some undermanned football teams at times that still shut down their offense. People can say what's wrong with Aaron Rodgers all they want. Yeah, is he playing A++ Aaron Rodgers football? No. But see, that's the problem. It always has to be A++ Aaron Rodgers football, or they can't win. If he plays an A-minus game, they lose. And it doesn't matter who it is, the Arizona Cardinals, whoever it may be, he couldn't make magic happen because they had speed pass or good pass rushers who could – disrupt him from taking all day and dancing around they have a good one sh you know pure shutdown cover corner and then they have a steve wilkes who just like we saw mcdermott right same school of thought where if you can get pressure with your front four and we just keep seven in the back end we will be all over these elementary concepts of yes. the green bay pass offense and that's what you saw once again 
I read this article from Kalen Collar. It came out four days ago in Sports Illustrated called How It All Went Wrong in Packerland. How It All Went Wrong? Wrong, excuse me. <laughs> and there was one section that explains and should explain to everybody why Mike McCarthy was gone and why we've been saying this for the whole time. I'm going to read to you because there's no way you've seen this. Yeah, no, I have not. I've heard about this a little bit. On se- I'm reading now. Yeah. On Saturdays before games, McCarthy and Rodgers go over which plays Rodgers, Rodgers likes and wants to keep and which plays he wants cut from the game plan. Right. Though the two meet individually three to four times each week during the season, a source close to the quarterback says that because McCarthy has other duties as the head coach, he misses several offensive install meetings or quarterback meetings, a source of frustration for Rodgers because McCarthy will add or change plays during the Saturday walkthroughs that mess with the established flow of the game plan. Right. Green Bay's number two quarterback, Deshaun Kaiser, and third string quarterback, Tim Boyle, do their best to patch up any disconnect during games. As part of their roles as backup, they both work to improve in-game communication between the head coach and the starter. Kaiser and Boyle act as translators. Mm. So what you're having is you're having an upper-level mind in Aaron Rodgers sitting there all week trying to create a game plan. As And he, he probably reads stories like Drew Brees and Sean Payton staying there for hours afterwards. What do you like? What do you not like? What can we work on? And instead, his head coach goes, I got to go do head coaching stuff. Right. Totally fine. But then, I guess there's no check-in period. And then he's putting new stuff in on Saturday. While Aaron's already built out more stuff on Thursday and Friday. And it leads me to this dilemma. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is very intelligent. Right. Do you give him somebody that's equally or more so intelligent on the offensive side of the ball? Or do you give him somebody that is special defensively, special teams-wise, overarching, and that's going to give him another offensive mind in addition to that guy? Right. Because I believe the big issue with Mike McCarthy was, I'm going to handle some of the offensive play calling, yeah. but I'm not at Aaron's level anymore, and I'm not giving it the same attention. Right. So is it better in your mind to give him an offensive guru for him to work with mm-hmm. or a defensive guru that will let him do these things? No, I think he needs an offensive guru. Okay. Yeah, I do. Uh, because, again... But do you see why I'm saying I that, talk, Totally. I mean, I think it's a very get, fair he's get, question. He's getting the half-baked... He was getting the half-baked no stuff. No doubt. Well, you have a, during your week as being a quarterback, you have certain questions. You go, okay, wait, we're going to run this play here, and you want to go... Wait, wait, coach, but what if they do this? I saw them do this on film, and if your play caller is not there in the room with you to discuss this and then bring up some of the you know, conundrums you might have as far as evaluating the other team and just questions that pop into your brain like, ooh, this might not be fail-safe, this play mm-hmm. against this defense I watched earlier today on film – those things don't get resolved. Or, yeah, you'd like the head coach or your offensive play caller to be there to, you know, conversate. Sometimes they think it out. You have a conversation. And he goes, you know what? Hey, quarterback, you're right. We can't do that play yeah. because if they run that. So, but my, my main um, answer to your question, which is a very just question, is that Aaron Rodgers doesn't know what he doesn't know yet. He like, still you know, needs someone to really teach He still teach needs him someone to teach him Man, how are Brady and Breeze and Philip Rivers throwing these people wide open over the middle, 15 and 20 yards down the middle of the field? Yeah. 
six, seven times a game. How are they getting open? Because there's so many things that these teams are doing that are not even involved in his offense. So that's where I, I would go back to that. So I have my top five list that I have for you. Okay, I like it. Because a lot of times I ask you to do stuff, yeah. I think the pressure should be on me too. Okay. <laughs> the problem is is that my numbers three through five, right. we're not offensive guys. Yeah, okay. So all of these, the last three are coach with OC. Yeah, okay. Which means going out and getting someone special. Right. I'm going to say this. On all of my coaching staffs, mm-hmm. Alex Van Pelt, is on the coaching staff. Alex Van Pelt was Aaron Rodgers' quarterbacks coach that apparently was let go because he was too chummy with Aaron Rodgers. Right. And it made everyone else feel uncomfortable. Right. If you have a guy and he's the guy. Right. And the guy has a guy. Right. You don't fire the guy of the guy. Yeah. You just don't. Yeah. Don't question it. It's the guy's guy. Uh-huh. Number five, Vic Fangio with OC. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that constantly dials up, but he's going to need an OC. First question for you is, is Alex Van Pelt OC worthy, or is he just the QB guy to be in there with Aaron Rodgers? I don't know if he's OC worthy yet either. I think he probably needs to be a guy that needs to get around somebody, one other idea maker to kind of expand his his horizon as far as offensive play calling. My number four. Yeah, I like the Vic Fangio thought, though. That's a good one. My number four is Brian Flores okay. with OC. Yeah, beef low. Beef Lowe could bring in Chad O'Shea from the from the New England Patriots, who's the wide receiver coach, who was rumored to be the OC last year if Josh did go to the Indianapolis Colts. So well done for you so far. I'm very impressed. You like that one. I do like that one. I like the Vic Fangio one, too. Um, my number three. But you just got to have that offensive guy. My number three. Yeah. John Harbaugh with OC. Yeah. Here's my reasoning. Mm-hmm. John Harbaugh also brings special teams. Yep. John Harbaugh is also an elite operation runner 10-4 and he's someone that i believe can look at aaron and go i can make your life easy yes he's gonna need that oc too right but i feel like john would run the packers better than mike did yeah i i would agree with that too i mean john's a phenomenal communicator phenomenal communicator been around him he's got great charisma and he can keep it real it doesn't matter if you're t sizzle or ray lewis or you know the holy christian abiding left guard he can talk to you and make you feel like you're important so you like that one too i do i like it you're on fire kid my number two number two is bruce arians Mm -hmm. the reason is it's a personality match yeah but it's only a personality match if it's really a match. Right. We all know Bruce Arians' history. Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, his ability to work with quarterbacks no matter where they're from, no yep. matter how they are, and he's not a fucking liar. I no. didn't mean to curse there. I no, it's to. all right. But he's like Sean Payton. He makes buddies with the quarterbacks, and you're in the fight with him. He feels like he's playing with you. And I believe he's more advanced offensively than Rodgers has ever been. Definitely. Not but even I close. do think Arians is going to need someone else, and I don't know if he's... Well, they can leave Mike Pettin. They can feel good about that. Bruce Arians and Mike Pettin's not bad. Could work. And I also think that Aaron, that Arians is going to come in that first day and go, Aaron, we're going to do this, mother man. Yeah, right. We're going to do this. Right. And my number one is Josh McDaniels. Yeah, of course. Because it's 
when Tom Brady goes, he'd be throwing for 7,000 yards in this offense. Well, guess what? I'd like to see him in the offense now. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? I, d- I mean, hey, I- I'm with you. It's, of course, where my mind goes right off the bat when I heard the news. I just went, you know, I think Josh McDaniels is very cozy in New England. I think he likes it there. He really plans on being there. But the funny thing is, even though he spurned the Colts last year, and I know some people don't like him around the NFL or whatever else, Man, there's two spots that are I, I think will hit home with him. Again, I haven't talked to Josh uh, Green much. Bay and Cleveland? Yeah. I mean, I just think both of those. They got younger quarterbacks. Right, and he's from Cleveland. He grew up there. So that's the first thing I look at there. And then wow. Green Bay, you know, you, hey, we all know, anybody that's involved in football, Green Bay is kind of like the holy grail of NFL football. It's a special place. Publicly owned. Right. The stadium is incredible. It's one of the original teams, really, right? I mean, you got Vince Lombardi, title town, just the history behind that organization. If you get the job, you're probably going to be the head coach there for 15 years. They're certainly not going like to rush to judgment tenure. after two or three. You're exactly right. Um, good, good, good list. You like the list? I did. Because you know what was interesting? Mm-hmm. I went through all of college, and I said, they're not worthy of Aaron. No. I went through a bunch of coordinators, and I thought, they're not worthy of Aaron. Yeah. And that's the funniest thing. Is it's like I'm I'm picking out dates for my son. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm like, you're not good enough for Aaron. Right. <laughs> and I'm looking at at the bets. So Bet DSI sent me an email, and I'm the gambling. guy. You are the gambling guy. They sent me a list of the favorites, mm-hmm. and the number one favorite right now is John D. Filippo at two to one. Is that right? Doesn't make sense to me. No. One, I never bet on the favorite. It's a waste of money. Josh McDaniels is two point two five to one. You know who is in third at five to one? This was a name that was sixth on my list. Didn't make the top five. They're coaching right now, though. Adam Gase. Wow. I don't think Adam Gase has done enough to warrant another team poaching him, but he's another guy in the Bruce Arians mold that quarterbacks love working with. They do. And he knows a lot more. He is like a little bit more advanced than Aaron Rodgers' offense. Right. But I don't think I'd have him at five to one. I agree. I'm with you. I don't understand the D. Filippo one. I think that's way too rushed to judgment there. Explain why, because he's at the top of every list on the internet. Yeah, I, I, do, I don't really get that at this point. I mean, again, so Minnesota's offensive decline this year, we're going to just all blame it on Kirk Cousins. But John D. Filippo, who takes over as the OC, we're just going to go, no, nah, it's not his fault. It's only the quarterback. That's the only guy. Uh, listen, Ten points against the Patriots. He does some good things in his offense. He must be an incredible interview. Well, he's a great dude. He really is. He's a man's man. He has the persona to be the head coach. Gotcha. So, but again, I just don't think he's earned the right yet to be the head coach of the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And for Green Bay fans, I would argue too, it's going to be very similar. I mean, Mm. it's going to be a very similar system. He's got a little more razzle-dazzle and window dressing, but the base premise of his offense is still ve- too close to Mike McCarthy for for my liking. Jim Harbaugh eight to one. Mm-hmm. Get out of here, Jim Harbaugh. Exactly. Wow. Lincoln Riley ten to one. Dave Taub fifteen to one. Here's a name for you. Yeah. Zach Taylor fifteen to one. Is he down in Miami right now as a quarterback coach? Like, are you like, are you kidding? Yeah. Eric Bieniemy fifteen to one. Bruce Arians at twenty to one. Not bad odds. Yeah. And uh, the one I like, John Harbaugh, is at forty to one. Wow. I love John Harbaugh at forty to one. Wow! Throw five bucks in there, come out with two G's. Seriously, Pete Carmichael's at twenty to one. Yeah, I get that. Can you explain to me how right. Pete Carmichael has been in New Orleans for what seems to be a decade, right? In association with Drew Brees and Sean yeah. Payton, 
And not only have I never seen him get an interview for a head coach, Chris, I've never seen him talk. Yeah, I, I know. If you played an audio and somebody went, man, I, I love playing with Drew Brees, I go, I guess so, because I've never heard Pete Carmichael talk. You, you would know him. Who at, is he? You would know him if you've seen him. He's been there for a while. He is, you know, going back to what your conversation is, uh, like Mike McCarthy being the head coach and not being able to be in quarterback meeting rooms. See, that's what you have to have if you're Sean Payton. So you Sean, have to have that gotcha. guy that you can go, I got to go work with the defense today. We've let up 9,000 yards in the last two games. So you got to have the guy that's the extension of that you. That was Alex Van Pelt. Right, right. Which, he looked just like McCarthy. He did. I mean, remember that last year? I you were like, look, he's on the bench like McVay. I go, look next at this. I, I go, go that's McCarthy not him. and Rodgers are talking. No, no, it's Van Pelt. <laughs> but, okay. yes, I mean, I think Pete Carmichael, I don't think he's been interested in pushing himself into that conversation until maybe last year for the first time. I felt like he kind, kind of, of a guy are we put him out about? there. As far as I know, true football guy. Like, I mean, I know he's loved down there in New Orleans. I don't know him well enough to speak to his personality to say if he's a head coach person. I know when I meet him, I think he's a very uh, nice man. Yeah. And but if he's hanging around Peyton, you know that he's. A I got. He got some edge. He's got yeah. something to him. But yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I agree with you. That's another guy that I think of where I go. If he puts himself out there, right. I got to think somebody's going to dance with him a little bit and bring him in and talk to him. Just if you're curious, yeah. Saban is two fifty to one. Mm. Urban Meyer is five hundred to one. Mike Holmgren is a thousand to one, and Brett Favre is a thousand to one. Would Urban Meyer leave college football at this point? The other one I don't understand is the Lincoln Riley thing. Okay, Lincoln Riley at ten to one. Lincoln Riley, I've heard it. Oh, he's going to go to Cleveland. Let me just say, Lincoln Riley's a really good football coach. Lincoln Riley, though, would be another guy that I would just tell everybody. He doesn't even know what he doesn't know, everyone. I mean, well, what do you think about his offense? I mean, his offense is good. I've covered him at, when he was at East Carolina, the offensive coordinator there, and I was just getting in the business. The offense is good, but it's not enough for the NFL. I mean, it's not something revolutionary every week. No. Do you know what we have? You know who was revolutionary who came in the NFL every week? Chip Kelly. How did that work? Yeah. Yeah, there's not revolutionary for college is not revolutionary for the NFL. It's yes, based they on like bring one on one matchups. Yeah, right. And they bring ideas to the NFL game, this read option, the wildcat, whatever it may be. Yes, there's certain aspects of it, but their depth the depths of their playbook are so mm. elementary. I mean, I, I, does Lincoln Riley even know how to run an I-formation fullback offense? Does he even know? A I don't lot know. of people would say so, to you, Sims, do you need to run an I-formation with a fullback anymore? I, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, the, the second-best team in football, the New England Patriots, just smashed it down the Minnesota Vikings' throat doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. But no, yes, I do think there has to be that aspect. If you think you're just going to drop back and throw at every play and just tear the league on fire... I mean, I just don't think that's the truth. Unless you can get Patrick Mahomes and Tyree Kill and all these people on the same team, I then maybe you can. I just was talking to Howard Beck. Right. Jason Kidd got hired as a head coach right out of a jersey. Yeah. Derek Fisher got hired right out of a jersey. Yeah. Because they were trying to find the next Steve Kerr. Yeah. Right now in the NFL, we're trying to find the next Sean McVay. Right. And there's this notion that if you're young, right. you'll be great. That's the guy. I don't see that and right now. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah. Realize when you have an outlier in your face. Yeah. Sean McVay is not the norm. He is the exception. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why he stepped into people's offices and they went, holy crap, a tornado just swept through and I don't know how to react, but he's 30 years old and my brain's telling me I can't hire them. Yeah. Sean McVay is special. They don't come around. You don't need to go. And the, the true thing is I looked at all these names and I, I don't really see any that get me too excited. No. 
Unless you go and steal somebody. I think your top five is as good as it gets. Really? I do. Really? <laughs> All right, but who, who in your gut, who do you want Rodgers to get? Josh McDaniels. Yeah. Yeah. I do. The whole Cleveland thing, though, was interesting. Yeah, I mean, I do think, you know, this is uh, Josh, who's from the Cleveland area, went to Massillon or Canton McKinley. I can't remember, but it's like the, one of the greatest high school rivalries in, in all of football. They get like 40,000 people there to watch them play at the end of every year. But he's he's all football. He grew up in that area. So, but yes. last year, he ran out on the Colts. I know. But the Browns and Packers are two teams that I think would make him get back in the People mix. People are forgetting now how many questions we had about Andrew Luck before the year. Yes, right. People right now, you're like, oh, he's so great. Let me just tell you. Yeah. Andrew Luck didn't play for a season, could barely throw tennis balls. Right. We weren't sure. I mean, he didn't throw the Hail Mary in the first week, and we were like, oh, is, is he done? Is something wrong with him? Can I get something off my chest? Yeah. Do you mind? It's going to require a lot of me talking. Are you sure? I'm fine. Okay. I'm watching the game last Thursday. Okay. I'm watching the Cowboys beat the Saints. Right. And you know what I'm thinking? What are you thinking? I'm not even thinking about how I predicted it. Yeah. I'm not even thinking about how we picked the Cowboys to win the East. You know what I was thinking about, Sims? What's that? Completion percentage. <laughs> You're funny. <gasps> Serious. <laughs> I was thinking about completion percentage and interceptions. Right. The kale and wheatgrass of statistics. Yeah. Because those are the two things... That Drew Brees MVP supporters have been pounding down my throat. Right. Interceptions and completion percentage. Right. Because Drew Brees doesn't make mistakes. That's the big difference. Right. Drew Brees doesn't make mistakes. I want to look at the losses quickly yeah. of Mahomes and Brees. Right. Mahomes has lost in New England yep. and in LA. Right. Those two teams are combined 20 and four. Right. And by the way, in case you care, they were both in prime time. Oh, prime time. Prime time. Big games. Oh, man, my homes can't play in prime time. Wow. Whoa, we got a question mark. Bucks. I right. mean, Brees. Right. Lost to the Buccaneers at home. Right. And the Dallas Cowboys on the road. Yeah. They're a combined 12 and 12. Right. And if you want to say, oh, the defense, the Saints averaged 25 points in those losses. The Chiefs averaged 45. One of those quarterbacks can blame his defense. They still put up 45 points in those two games. Right. Drew Brees has three games this year, Sims, with less than 180 yards passing. His TD to interception ratio in those three rough games, six to three. Mm. You know Mahomes' three worst games of the year? He threw less, too. Less than 300 yards. <laughs> His touchdown to interception ratio in those games was 10 to zero. Mm. The truth that no one wants to admit is that Mahomes is capable of things that Breeze is not, and it makes them feel uncomfortable. Let's. I looked up some next-gen stats, because that's where they love to go with Breeze. Intended air yards, looking down the field and trying to make plays. Mahomes is fourth. Breeze is 28th, yeah. tied with Eli. Of course. I mean, have I not been saying that? With Eli. Right. Longest who's also having his best completion what percentage year, year he's ever had percentage. on fire. Longest completed air pass. Right. Just looking around the league, the longest throw down the field that was complete. Mahomes fifth, just over sixty yards. Bortles is twenty ninth. Osweiler is thirtieth. Breeze is thirty first. Mm -hmm. Forty five and a half yards. Yeah. Mahomes has nine games with a completion over forty. Breeze's longest of the year in the air 
45 and a half. Sims, Drew Brees threw for 127 yards in that loss to the Cowboys. Mahomes threw for 166 in the second quarter of that loss to the Rams. What's really interesting, Sims, I lied. There was one other thing I was thinking about Mm -hmm. in that Saints-Cowboys game. That if the Saints really wanted to win that game, they need a quarterback like Mahomes. (laughs) That's the truth. Is that Breeze throws 127 and it falls apart. And they needed a guy that could create by himself. Right. And that's the difference. Yeah. Mahomes is the MVP. Mm-hmm. And I just kindly ask you guys to push in your chairs as you leave. Because it's not a debate. We don't need to make this a meeting. You can happily show yourself the door. That was a very well thought out. You're on fire today, kid. It's the coffee. You're on fire. I mean, that was a very well thought out argument. And 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 again, you know, Drew Brees certainly deserves to be in the MVP conversation. Oh, what a we year know he's that having. he's Great an amazing year. year, right? We're not trying to be haters. We're just we're we're fighting against the narrative that he's the slam dunk MVP and he's the only thing that's making the Saints go. And I think a lot of your stats back that up. And you know me, I'm not a stat guy, but you know, I just it's good to hear the stats verify some of the things I say or talk about, whether it's, you know, short completions, all those type of things. Uh, hey, he's really good. He makes that offense work, um, but he's not the only thing that's making that offense work. And I would say he's not even the most valuable person or player in that offense a lot of the, a lot of the times. And that was a tough one the other night. But you're right. They made it to where it was going to be, Drew, you're going to have to make plays. You're going to have to get out of the pocket. You're going to have to make big throws. And, and of course, was Dallas pat- was awesome. Drew was patting the ball more right. than I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Drew was looking down at the rush more than I've ever seen. I mean, our preview and prediction was spot on. Yeah. Uh, when I said that they faced these cakewalk defenses and then were going on the road against one of the best, now I will say this. Those two linebackers, Jalen Smith and, and Leighton Vander Esch, yeah. Um, I didn't think they were going to cover him like that. Yeah. And I do think that we need to do a self-scout. Yeah. Because a lot of people were asking for it on Thursday. Sure, sure. Are you willing to officially do one? With, as far as, like, which one? Either one, on. Van Der Esch? Come on. Yeah. I mean, Van Der Esch is a freak athlete. I know that. You okay. know where I I'm not back. trying to put you out on blast. I don't care. It's, I'm not, you're not putting me on blast either way. I don't care. I'm, I'm truly... Not, I don't take this scouting thing personal. I know that when I scout players and put myself on a limb and say something about a player, that I'm not going to be right about every player. No. Like, so, like, like, Philip Lindsay is leading the league right. in rookie rushing right. over Saquon. Right. You call that, no one else saw it. The entire NFL missed it. Thank you for trying to make me feel good. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's give and takes. You're right. There's give and takes. Exactly. You're not going to be right across the board. Yes. Bill Belichick missed on Brady for five rounds. Right. right. Vander Esch. The aspect where I was wrong about Van Der Esch is his toughness. There's no other way to say it. I really thought he was soft as baby shit when I watched film. I just didn't know. I was going, I don't know. This looks like concussion protocol waiting for me. He doesn't seem like he really wants to fill the hole, do anything mm-hmm. like that. But instead, we're seeing like a faster Brian Urlacher out there right now. I mean, they're, I mean, just athletically. I mean, I'm not saying he's that player yet, but just the ground that those two cover... And that I mean, was Camara was running for his life. That's part of the game too. That's again to speak to your point. They took away 
halfback choice by Kamara in the yes. flat for five yards. They stopped that, all that. Screens to Ingram. Great, you can catch it, but we're going to tackle you right yeah. at the line of scrimmage. It's not going to go up the sideline for 20 yards. Wide receiver screens on the outside. Oh, yeah, you want to catch it? Well, our D linemen fly out there. Fly. They're going to get killed if they want to keep calling that play. So they took away what I always call the bullcrap plays of any good offense, and that's what Dallas did a great job. But Van Der Esch, yes, I was critical of where they drafted him. I was critical of him as a starting middle linebacker. I was critical when they first put him in this year. I thought, man, looks like Tarzan. Guessing he's going to play like Jane. Yeah. But he's looks like Tarzan, and he's playing like King Kong. In the last five years, if I told you Sean Lee wasn't playing, I would mark the Cowboys up for a loss. Yeah, right. They they are so ready for him to, to move on. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Two things about Leighton Van Der Esch. Mm-hmm. One... When I see a picture of his neck, I know. that's when I go, I should have known he was going to make it. Because the neck is insane. <laughs> it's is wider insane. than the head. It is insane. Second, the, the situation now where when he makes a tackle, they play a howling wolf, and he starts howling on the field. Oh, I'm so on board. I need you to understand this game's going on. Yeah. And my family and friends, Sims, are messaging me, I can't believe you've become a Cowboys fan. This is disgusting. <laughs> I never raised a my dad's going, I can't believe I raised a Cowboys right. fan. I'm not a Cowboys fan. I'm just someone that likes to be right, right. a lot. And you can respect the way they play. Like Byron Jones is a hell of a player. The way that they D-line. fly around, oh. just they're physical, and it's just like they have no regard for their body. That's how the Eagles' defense was playing last exactly year. Exactly right. It's fun to watch. It's refreshing this day and age. It is, and that's the thing is, you know, you were critical of Leighton Van Der Esch, but now we're in a world where 2018 was markedly different, marketably different than 2017, where a, a, a linebacker like Leighton Van Der Esch is so much more valuable in one year. Yeah, the amount of that people are throwing. The quick underneath pa- underneath passes, the completion percentages, the dump offs to running backs. Yeah, right. It's so much more valuable now. It is. It's, it, it really is. Um, did we see any like fatal flaws in the Saints? No, we did okay. not. I mean, if you want me to get into that just real quick about what I saw in film, no, there was no fatal flaws. The, I'm, I'm not sitting here going, ooh, wow. I mean, again, there's not many teams like you're saying right now that have the talent that the Dallas right. Cowboys have to do what they did. I mean, I watched that film. And I might be wrong by one or two here, but two blitzes the whole game by the Dallas Cowboys. Two. And they didn't come to the fourth quarter. So they only rushed five people twice the whole game. The rest of the game was four-man rush with a few three-man rush flipped in there for when they knew it was an obvious passing situation and they dropped eight to flood the zones or whatever else. But other than that, they just said, you know what? Our front four is athletic as hell. And that's really where the Saints had trouble. It's the explosiveness of Dallas where they struggled. They weren't overpowered. Um, They were more outquicked by the Antoine Woods in the middle, uh, the Malik Collins in the middle, Tyrone Crawford and... Uh, Lawrence were amazing on the outside, but then you get into the Benson Mayoas and the Randy Gregories, and you this their is the reason depth we and their ability them. to stay fresh is amazing. Yes, when, when I looked at who I was going to pick to go far preseason, right? I looked at defensive line depth. Yeah, because every year we pick, I pick teams like the Packers, and they didn't have the depth. Mm-hmm. But I like the Texans and I like the Cowboys because they each had eight guys ready to go. Yes. I thought the Eagles did, but they got hurt. Right. Do you know who's about to make so much money? Demarcus Lawrence is 26 years old. 
He's playing on a franchise tag this year. Right. I mean, we, he could be getting paid more than Aaron Donald next year. He shouldn't be, but no, yeah, you're right. Because be of Thomas. But yeah. I, uh, by the way, I didn't realize Aaron Donald had 16 and a half sacks right, right now. He's, he's about to dance in Michael Strahanville here soon if we don't watch out. I think he's going to. I mean, he's got a great chance. He's unreal. 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 It is unreal. Every time I looked up at the Lions game yesterday. It looked like, like he was in the backfield. He was. He was. I know. There was one time he threw Stafford so hard that right. I was like, that's unnecessary. Yeah. And I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> Uh, wait, so just a few more things okay, about yeah. the, the Cowboys defense. Other thing, two blitzes the whole game, That's right? That's wild. So their front four just said, screw you, we're coming. Other against thing is, that offensive against line. Against that offensive line, right, exactly. And you know how highly I regard that offensive line. Did they if play I, bad? Or? They, they did. If I had to give them bad, nobody played horrible, but Unger, their center, was abused a little bit at times. And Jermon Bushrod, who had to start a left tackle, yes. he struggled at a, at a few times as well. Um, the other thing I thought that was fascinating about the game uh, I'm going to say it was a single safety defense almost the whole game, except for maybe two snaps. Okay? By the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Single so safety. So you're telling me yeah. they weren't afraid of being beat deep. They wanted more guys underneath. So you do. Exactly. Right. You need the corners to do that. Oh. Right. right. But they played three deep and, and man... Almost the whole game. That's all they ever did. And you're right. They weren't going to let the screens, the short passes, outnumber them underneath to where, oh, okay, great. We have two safeties back. I'm sure their stats and their next-gen stats that you looked up showed some of the things you've seen, let alone the defensive coordinators there also in a Rod Marinelli and Chris Richard have great knowing of the West Coast offense. Marinelli was there with me with John Gruden. Right. Of course, Sean Payton and him are very similar in their play calling. And then, of course, Chris Richard was up in Seattle with Daryl Bevel, who was also along those lines. So, yeah, that's what was amazing. Their ability to not let any of the pick plays happen was phenomenal. They didn't match up with Michael Thomas, right? They they just said, no, Chidobi, if he's on your side, you got him, man up. And, and Byron, when he's on your side, and you got, you got him too. And they were man, both Byron was phenomenal. Phenomenal. They both were phenomenal. It's the best. I think I'm and not gonna say Jordan it's the Lewis. Best. Jordan Lewis is good. He didn't he didn't get in much. It's Anthony Brown who's their real right. nickel guy, right? Thirty. It's a who hell does of a, a secondary. It's a hell of a secondary. Who's the other guy opposite of um, Xavier? Xavier uh, twenty five is uh, you know the X. I'm blanking on his Xavier name. Woods. Xavier Woods, right? And then Jeff Heath is the other. Right. I'm gonna they, be honest. Right. Jeff Heath makes plays. He does. He does. <laughs> I've given him a hard time. Uh, he's he's pretty damn. Cool. And we can talk all this trash. I do not hate the Saints. They are your Super Bowl team. Yep. And I'm telling you right now. They're going to win their next four games. They're going to be 14-2. and two. Yes. They're going to win in Tampa. They're going to win in Carolina. They're going to beat the Steelers at home, and they're going to beat Carolina again. Carolina is like the worst matchup for the Saints it, from they, the Carolina perspective. Yeah, they are. You're right. They tear them apart right. every year. The only game I'm really worried about there isn't even Pittsburgh. It's at Tampa. Saints at Tampa. It's just remember they lost that game last yeah, year because Tampa could just protect and then they just go. We'll throw it down the field. Tampa doesn't Evans care. All game, they don't care. Tampa right. doesn't care. Tampa's the yeah. guy that goes up to everyone in the bar and goes, "Hey, you single?" And it's like that's you've already asked that person. You need to go home. Uh, AFC, yeah, a huge seismic shift in the in the standings. Chargers beat the Steelers. Yeah, Chargers are now nine and three. Chiefs are what ten and two. Yeah. Patriots are nine and three. Right. Texans are nine and three. Yep. But the Chargers beat the Steelers. Steelers were whooping them the whole game. Whooping them. I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. I started working on my Mahomes rant in the second half. Right. I wasn't paying that close of attention. Wow. Thought the game was over. How dare you? 
I'm kind of curious what the hell happened. Can okay. you explain it? First thing is this. I mean, okay, blown opportunity. I mean, you're right. Pittsburgh dominated the first half. They should have been up way more than what they were up at that point. All right, first of all, karma. we got to talk about karma because karma came back to bite Big Ben in the ass a little bit. Okay, the game's 13-7. to All right, he throws a horrible interception where he just lobs a ball yes. down the field. I don't know what he was confused. I thought maybe he thought Derwin James, James blitzed yeah. or whatever. So he does that. Pitiful mistake. They're in scoring range there. That hurts them, right? 13 to 7. Okay, Chargers get the ball. Okay, not a big deal. Chargers punt the ball. Steelers get the ball. They go right back down the field. Yeah. You know what happens that series? That was a series, if you remember, Justin Hunter was wide open for the touchdown and he missed the throw, right? Justin Hunter hurt his shoulder on the play. They kick a field goal. So it's 16 to 7. Really, at that point in the game already, it should be 23 to 7, 20 to 7, whatever you want to say there at that point. So that was their first way of letting them in. Chargers go on a good drive to start the, the to start the second half. They do that. Okay, they get a stop on the Pittsburgh Steelers. What happens next? Punt return for a touchdown. Damn. Desmond King's a baller. So he He's is. He's a baller. So there you go from, like, I feel like we've said this a lot lately, where when you have a chance to put a team away in the NFL and you don't do it and you let them hang around, it, it just more times than not is going to come back to bite you in the ass, especially when that other team has talent yeah. like the Chargers do. Saints, Rams, and Patriots are the only teams that do it in my book. Yeah. Sometimes the Texans. I'm not even putting the Chiefs there because their defense isn't good enough to put anybody no, out. I think you said Every it. team's alive. Saints, Rams, Saints, Patriots. Rams, and Patriots. Yeah. When they get up, yep. they, they hold your face down. Yeah, I, I, I think that's pretty fair. Pittsburgh has times where they can do it, but they have times like we've seen the last two weeks where they let you slip back in and do it too. Yes, but I, um, I'm agreeing with you. But Steelers and Chargers, what does this mean for the big picture? Um, I don't know if it... I love the pressure it keeps on the Chiefs. I hear you there. Because I mean, the AFC they're not West out of the woods yet. Battle. Of course it is. Uh, I don't know if it changes any of my overarching thoughts. Steelers and Ravens are a lot closer than they were. Definitely. I mean, hey, the Steelers are putting themselves at the spot where... Yeah, they're going to have to beat the Patriots. They're going to have to hope somebody else loses a game, maybe two, if they want that first-round bye. But with that loss last night, I mean, that pretty much makes the first-round bye. I mean, it's going to be pretty hard to obtain that, especially with the tie on their record. So it's going to be Patriots and then the AFC West team. Because yeah. I can't even say Chiefs right now because if the Chiefs lose to the Chargers. No, I know. It's even. No. Um, the Chargers, the one thing I worry about, and I think the Pittsburgh dropped the ball on this last night, they run the ball down the middle. They have no Denzel Perriman, no Corey Lugit, mm. no Brandon Meebane. They got pass-heavy at times. They did have some bad calls go against them. I mean, shit. Joe Hayden's going to intercept the ball in the end zone, and his own player knocks him out, and they end up scoring a touchdown. Yeah. That's what kind of night it was. But you don't put him away. One weird bounce of the ball. It's 23-7. to Joe Hayden's going to pick it. Do you remember the play? Yeah, I was going to say, is Jalen Saunders a better option for them than James Conner? Thank you. I mean, he's every bit as good. You know I like I mean, Jalen I don't Samuels. know if James Conner would have got that edge got, last night. I, I know. Jalen Samuels, you know I said him in the... Hold on, we've just said his name two different ways. Jalen Samuels. Yeah, are you sure? I call him Saunders. No, it's Samuels. Okay, you're right. Yeah, yeah I remember. Uh, trust me, because I, I had him with NC State, Notre Dame last right. year. He's So wait, so Jalen Samuels and Naheem Hines were on the same backfield? Yeah, with Bradley Chubb. Okay. NC State. Yeah, NC State. Bradley Chubb, BJ Hill is on yeah. the Giants, right? Uh, wow. The other the other defense end got drafted. He won a Torres ACL during right. his workout. David he, Amerson. Right. The, and that was like eight the years D ago. They're all four of their D linemen went. But, but I didn't realize they had those two running backs too. No, yes. I think Samuel Sanders 
Samuels? Samuels. Samuels. Samuels can totally fill that role. He's the guy I really thought would get more playing time in the preseason, if you remember, because I thought he was capable of doing this. The Steelers, I wanted to say this. I meant to because I thought about it just because of our notes last week. I don't think Jonathan Bostick played in one passing play last night. But then I saw him say Jonathan Bostick, Pittsburgh's like I saw him get introduced. He was on the starting thing. But right. not any pass plays. I don't think he played very much. You know, they put the Fort guy there, 54. All right, we're talking about AFC running backs, and the big news that happened on Friday was Kareem Hunt. He has been cut by the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm just going to say this. Mm. It's incredible to me. I go on the social media, and there's something about social media I love with Sims and Lufko, which is when something happens, people flock to ask us questions. Mike McCarthy fired. Our mentions blow up. They know we love Aaron Rodgers. Right. When this happened... I can't wait to hear Sims and Lefko's take. I wonder what they're going to say. Hmm. Why are you asking me questions that you already know the answer to? Is it okay in any form or fashion to hit a female? No. No. Then that's the end of the story. Yeah. I don't I don't know what to tell you. I, I think it's very dangerous to enter a world where you compare violence against women in one video to violence against women in another video that to me sounds like the worst game to play ever yeah i don't want to play that game yeah and so the true thing is is i feel awful for all of the parties involved Mm -hmm. that were actually in the video from the female to everyone but in the end you don't got to ask me this question you don't need to because the answer is clear there's a no tolerance policy and there should be yeah because and look, man, when you do your apologies and you say all that stuff, he's going to have to wait a long time. He's got to look a lot of people in the faces and say, I'm sorry. Yep. And then once he goes through all of that, we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be on someone willing to do it. Right. But I just look at it now and I go, man, he did it. I, I got nothing for you. Yeah, did it and then lied to the team about it. Right. So that's the kiss of death. The NFL, too. You know, again, they're weird too in their whole due diligence and these kind of. They just do diligence. They I don't, don't know what they don't do due anything. Diligence. I know. Yeah. I, I don't know what they do here. But I also think with like this and then Reuben Foster last week too, you know, the NFL needs to like, you want to talk about protect the shield. Like, this is, these are two instances where. Yeah, okay, protect the shield. They shouldn't be able to go on waivers or anything. They should be commissioner exempt until all things are figured out. Yeah, not a good look for Kareem Hunt. And uh, I'm certainly, you know, ashamed for the for the girl and what she had to go through. There's no easy way to transition to football stuff after that conversation. All right, you ready for some great moments in gambling? Yeah. All right. I'm going to like literally pick a song on the fly. So just uh, put my mic up if possible. I have no idea what's going to happen. My mic's up. I'm in the I'm in the thing. Um, all right. Oh, never mind. Screw the music. Okay. So, great moments in gambling. Rams are up seven. The line is ten. Just over two minutes left. Todd Gurley is running down the field. I'm high five and Josh going, and that's a left go lock. And he decides to run along the end end line. Luckily, there was a two minute warning. And some timeouts, yeah. and they had to get it in the end zone. Right. And it ended up, I think, being pretty smart. He wasted more time. Yeah. But they were able to get the cover. I almost freaked out. Yeah. That would have been crazy. Second great moment in gambling from this weekend Jacksonville playing Indianapolis. Mm. First quarter, Indy kicks a field goal. 
nullified. Penalty on Jacksonville. Indy then continues to try and score a touchdown. Goal line stand on the one. Another fourth quarter, uh, fourth down stand on the 19-yard line. Jaguars hold on, and they get the cover. It was plus four. Those two would have made it an Indy cover right wow. there. Wow. So those two goal line stands put some money in my pocket. Right. Giants. Did you make that a left goal lock? It was not a left oh, okay. goal lock. Okay. I went three and one, though. Okay, good for you. This is the one I got wrong. Mm. Giants scored on a pick six, six, an OBJ 50-yard touchdown, and Taylor Gabriel fumbled at his own 13. Yeah. 17 points right there. Giants go on to get that win. That is the perfect example of when you bet on a game and one team is kind of winning the entire game, but there's some other big plays that over. I know. No longer getting that win. That was a bad moment in gambling. Another one for you. This is is an under-the-radar one. Well, the uncalled false start on the Chargers right. led to that touchdown pass. Right. Chargers go on to win, ruining the Steelers' win and cover. That play doesn't happen. But this was my gambling moment of the weekend. You didn't even realize if you weren't paying attention. Fourth quarter, 12 minutes left. Bills, Dolphins. Josh Allen throws a 25-yard laser beam to Zay Jones for a touchdown and, more importantly, comes right back to him and gets the two-point conversion. Dolphins go down and score a touchdown to go up by four, but guess what? That two-point conversion gave you the point to cover the four-and-a-half-point spread. If they go for one there, you lose your bet. They go for two and get it, you win your bet. Wow. Josh Allen gets the win and the left go lock for the Buffalo Bills, plus four-and-a-half. Damn, so that was one of your locks. That was one of my locks. That was big time. I'm just going to say this. Josh Allen was the most entertaining watch of Sunday football. Josh Allen ran and threw for over 300 yards. I think he ran for, what, 140? 135. 135. There was nothing open. And I'm watching this guy run for 40 yards. I watched this guy do the Chris Sims, dipsy-doo, dunkaroo, what do you do, how do you do? He spun Kiko Alonso around. I know. I have only seen Barry Sanders and Mike Vick do the inside out that causes people to spin. Right. And Josh Allen did that to Kiko Alonso. I get that he's not that accurate as of yet. I get that he throws balls into some dangerous situations. Yeah. But Josh Allen is arguably the most talented quarterback on a field not named Patrick Mahomes in terms of sheer talent right now. There's, it's special, Are man. you seeing what I'm seeing? Of course I am. Yes, I'm just, yeah. I hope everybody else is seeing it. That's all I'm saying. You know, instead of... He's the only thing keeping them in the game. He's the only true threat they have on the offensive side of the ball. Yes, it's not perfect, but the reason they beat Jacksonville last week was because of Josh Allen, and the reason they were in that game yesterday was because of Josh Allen. Uh, and he was the only reason. The only reason. I mean, yeah, the the running game, the traditional running game of Sean McCoy, it was not going to work yesterday. Doesn't exist. He threw the bad interceptions to Xavier Howard. I'd like to remind everybody that Xavier Howard is really good. Okay, yep. uh, but yeah, it's exciting, and you could see why I was so excited about him coming out in the draft. I mean, it, the talent alone is special. There's not been a lot of guys at that size who can run the way he can run and throw it that way. Of course. 
And I think the things that we all had issues with him, those are the things that if you made me have issues with the quarterback, that would be the issues I'd want because you can fix those issues. All right, ready? Listen to this. Yeah. Fourth quarter. The Dolphins have now taken the lead, Mm 21-17. Josh Allen makes a pass, five yards. Incomplete penalty. We go back to first down. Incomplete. Can't get it going, LaShawn McCoy. Second and 20 on Buffalo's 25. 25-yard run by Josh Allen. Yeah. First and 10 at the 50. 26-yard run by Josh Allen. He's the only part of their offense that makes any sense. Right. It's the only thing moving. The top 10 longest plays of the day for Buffalo. 38, the beautiful throw to Patrick DeMarco over right. the linebacker. Great pass. Beautiful, yeah. 28. Josh Allen run. 27, a deep pass strike to to Robert Foster. 26, Josh Allen run. 25, the deep throw to Zay, Zay Jones, Jones on a yeah. line in between three corners. 25, another Josh Allen run. Like, he had four, one, two, he had three runs over 25 yards. Yeah. Lamar Jackson didn't have that against the Falcons. No, I know. This is why he was my number one rated quarterback in the draft. I think he can do things that the other guys can't. There's no other way to say that, and we still, we'll see. I know that the we're, it's not all written out yet, and I'm yeah. not putting the stamp of approval. But no. again, yeah, I think he'd be his number one wide receiver is Zay Jones. Right. I mean, Baker's been amazing. Don't I'm not trying to take away Baker or any of that, but still, the guy that still excites me the most is Josh Allen. That that I will not change. The other guy is Lamar. Yeah. Ravens, Falcons, mm-hmm. when you saw the line go to the Falcons' favor, you said, this doesn't make sense to me. Right. And I said, the only argument that I could make is that the Falcons are going to get the edge on the Ravens. Right. And if you remember right, you were pissed last week. When I said, you go, that doesn't make sense to me, like, fine. Like, you actually got a little upset. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And the Ravens went out there, and we said the word earlier, right. bludgeoned. Bludgeoned. What did you see? Yeah, I mean, uh, from get-go. I mean, the first thing I wrote on my notes here is, when you turn on the film, the first thing you notice is how much bigger the Ravens are compared to the Falcons. I mean, when they went to the first end zone shot of the film, and you could see the linemen, you know. The, offense or defense? Uh, it's, it's Atlanta's defense versus Baltimore's offense, and you could see Atlanta's asses you know, to to the screen and, and, and the Baltimore Ravens offensive line are facing me. I mean, there was a noticeable size difference from get-go. I just said, whoa, I mean, this is two different football teams. But, yes, a bludgeoning. I don't know the way to say it. This is one of the ass whoopings of the year. Really? I mean, kind of. I mean, you just talked about it. What, what was the game you were just talking about that the offense did nothing? Um and I don't know, like I can't. Colts even, Buffalo, Colts Buffalo. Maybe Miami. it was, yeah, maybe it was the Miami one. But I mean, the Falcons could do nothing on the offensive mm. side of the ball. I mean, absolutely nothing other than yeah, the Edo first drive. Smith, seven carries for twenty-two. Tevin Coleman six carries for eight yards. Right. Matt Ryan sixteen completions for hundred and thirty-one. And Julio Jones leaves the games with eight targets, two catches, eighteen yards. Yes. I mean, so conceptually. Um, Wink Martindale, they were all over some of the things that the Atlanta Falcons wanted to do in the pass game. And the offensive run game, forget about it. Let me just waste every don't even waste your time going back to watch it. It was just absolute Brandon Williams, Michael Pierce, Suggs, Judon, just pushing the Falcons offensive line back into the backfield. Run game over. Mike uh, Matt Ryan under duress 
all game long, whether it was blitz or just rushing four, there was people all around them. The uniqueness of the Ravens defense and all the creative ways they find to rush four and rush five and still play normal coverages behind it, but they make it look like it was something crazy because people are dropping in and out of the line of scrimmage. Other guys are blitzing, and it's only a four-man rush or a five-man rush. Time of possession was was 39-39 to 20-21. I mean, they had the ball for a quarter and a half more. Yeah, it was... I forgot, Atlanta's only other touchdown was the Vic Beasley fumble recovery. Other than the first drive of the game, I'm telling you the Atlanta Falcons had a hard time passing 50-yard line. Wow. The first drive of the game where they went for a 12-play, 49-yard drive. 12 plays, 49 yards to get the field goal was really the end of their success of the day. 131 yards. I mean, what was their total yards? 131 total yards on offense for the day. Wow. I'd like to also, the last drive of the game was 75 yards. So you're telling me that if that last drive didn't happen when they were already down 16 points and the game was already in hand, that they would have ended up leaving this game with 56 yards. They could do nothing. So when they played zone, they were all over their schemes. When they decided, you know what, we want to play man, they went, Jimmy Smith, you take Julio. Uh, Humphreys, uh, uh, it's Humphreys, right? Uh, the rookie from the uh, second year guy from Alabama, Marlon. Marlon Humphrey. You take Calvin Ridley, and um, our third corner will take Sanu. Who am I missing? Tavon Young. No, it wasn't Tavon Young. Hold on, I wrote it down here. I got it. it's going to drive me Jimmy crazy. Smith. I'm blanking out on names today. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. But either way, it was shutdown session. So when they wanted to go man-to-man, Jimmy Smith was not going to be overpowered by Julio Jones or anything like that. He stayed right in his hip pocket. So let us let me think about yeah. Vegas. Yeah, Vegas looked at this and said, we haven't seen Lamar Jackson on the road yet. Right. We haven't seen Baltimore, as I said, played Cincinnati and Oakland. Haven't really played a team. Not that Atlanta's defense is that good. It's really, honestly, probably worse than those other two Yeah. Teams. Oh, Brandon Carr's the other corner. Brandon, I was thinking of course. Yeah, he, he played great. Yes. Baltimore is now seven and five. Yeah. They're firmly in the sixth seed above mm-hmm. the mess of Miami, Indy, Denver, and Tennessee, all there knotted up at six and six. Right. What's your level of confidence in Baltimore now? Kind of confident. I mean, I just think they're playing Baltimore Ravens football. It's kind of like this old school Nebraska wishbone Baltimore Ravens football on the offensive side of the ball, but the base premises is still beat you up physically and then just have a few little shot plays in the pass game from time to time. It's really what they did early on in Joe Flacco's career. It was kind of run the ball, right. play defense. Flacco will hit you for a 25-yard gain in the pass game every now and then, right. and then we'll be smart. Except this time they're just doing it through the run, and then it's a designed play-action pass or something off of I mean, that. Lamar missed a series getting examined for concussions. Yeah. And they still were able to win this game by that much. Well, I mean, look, read off their drives. Read off their drives and what they did. I mean, so it's nine plays, 75 yards for the first touchdown of the day. The next field goal drive, nine plays, 59 yards. The next field goal drive, 10 plays, 72 yards. The next field goal drive, 14 plays, 60 yards. The next field goal drive, 13 plays, 55 yards. I mean, you know what's funny? That that's they were, slow death. The fact that they were playing in Atlanta, yeah. it was funny because 
there's something when you have a very mobile quarterback where there's these underneath passes that are wide open mm-hmm. because the linebackers are too busy worrying about the quarterback. Sure, sure. That every time I looked up on a big third and four or third and five, the dump off to the running back or the tight end, Andrews, was always available. Yeah. Because Lamar would shift Stress a little bit the to the edge, left. Right. The linebacker would move with him, and then the guy's wide open. Yes. And yeah. it's in Atlanta, where Atlanta. I watched it happen so many times with Vic. Because yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's very similar as far as that style of play, especially when they get on the run and the way he flicks the ball. But yes, there was a number of those type of completions. Um, they're just straight ahead run game. It was just, I mean, they just moved Atlanta every time. Atlanta's just not big enough to hang with these type of football teams on a consistent basis. So the physical power of Baltimore was way too much. You know I love Gus Edwards. Lamar wasn't perfect in the game. He was not. He missed some throws that I'd like to see him hit. He let his feet, as we've talked about, for the like, he at times can let his feet get real close together, right? Where that's just a no-no at the quarterback position. It's not a baseball, right? You see, like, you see Drew Brees or Rodgers or Brady. They keep that wide, wide base, base, right? Always. He will have times where it's like he lets his feet get right next to each other and then tries to get back normal. That that's like baseball throwing. You don't do that with a football. Right. So then the ball, the ball ends up going where he doesn't want it to go. For the most part, he still threw the ball well, though. Um, he doesn't make a lot of dangerous plays. He re- he really doesn't. He he does. He's n- been coached well for ten weeks on the bench. He really has. And then they 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 do a good job of drawing up a few shot plays for him to just basically go, hey, we're gonna roll you out to the right here, and we're gonna get everybody going that way, and we're gonna have a guy run a post across the other side of the field, and if you could throw a good ball, we get a fifty yard completion. If not, it's incomplete, and we'll run the ball or, or, the next play. Run for seven yards. E- exactly right. Exactly right. I'm just looking at Baltimore's schedule right now. Yeah, they're seven and five. If they end up nine and seven, so two and two the rest of the way, yeah. I think they're in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't see any of the six and six teams really going on a three and one run. The, the, the remaining games, sure, they have a game at Kansas City and at the Chargers, but they have a game home against the Bucks in between them and home against the Browns. Right? They could beat the Bucks and the Browns at home. They could That's beat Kansas and City and Kansas City this week. Are you telling me the Ravens can out Kansas City, Kansas City, and Kansas City? No, I think they're going to okay. have to Baltimore, Baltimore Kansas, Kansas City, City Kansas. in Kansas City. They're going to have to be big time Baltimore. But ooh, you're right, because that defense against Lamar Jackson, they're not getting off the field. I, I don't think so. And Harrison Bucker's been missing kicks recently. So, yeah, he has and been. Justin Tucker does not. There, there was – it's. I mean, th- this game was comical at points. I mean, there was like eight people packed in between the tackles, right? Yeah. And they – they couldn't do anything. Like eight people packed in between the tackles, and they were like, "Okay, we're still going to run it right up the middle for four yards." Oh, you want to you want to smash him in there a little bit more? Okay, there goes Lamar around the edge. So there really wasn't anything complicated as far as game planning. They're doing a good job of managing the game all around, um, and Lamar's not messing it up. Now, the one area he's got to be a little careful of is he has had exchange problems the last few weeks, like running the read option and the ball pulls out. Now, we haven't heard about it because he keeps recovering these fumbles. But there was two last week. Right. There was one he the week before. Right. There was two yesterday. I mean, at some point, that's going to come back and bite him in the ass. But for right well, now, they're getting away with that. That makes me want to bet against them with the Chiefs. Um, but let me just make sure I didn't miss anything. I think you're good. Uh, I think I'm good, too. Viking. I mean, yeah. I mean, and then, hey, you're playing Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Like, I mean, I don't know. Do something different. Change it up. I don't know. They three deep zone the same defense, play after play after play. 
And just they were in their comfort that's zone. The Falcons, that's the Falcons, man. It. Yep, they love to right. be consistent. Yep. Giants, Bears. Yeah. So you watch this film. Oh, my gosh. What? The quarterback play was just atrocious. Both of them. Oh, who was worse? I don't know. Chase Daniel was worse. That bad, huh? Yeah. Hey, listen, Chicago, you need Trubisky back, okay? It's two weeks of evidence. I mean, was this the full scope of Matt Nagy's offense we've seen? whoop de doo um, I don't even know where to begin on this one. I want to start off, is Eli going to be back next season? I mean, I wouldn't. I think you're going to be waste away years of this team being really good. Eli... Eli and the offense, they were they were embarrassing in the first half. They were and he was embarrassing. I mean, he just he didn't want to stand in there, make one play. They didn't want to do anything. I mean, Quote you got from your yeah, notes. Right. Pocket can be perfect and Eli will move out and get jumpy for no reason. Get jumpy and get hit. He'll 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 get so nervous in the pocket, everything's perfect, and he'll move out of the move out of the pocket and bring himself into danger's way. It's just um yeah, it's it's frustrating to watch them. The Bears were clearly the better team on the football field. I mean, of course, you have the pick six by Ogletree. Go ahead. Keep reading him. Just go. Eli should be embarrassed by first half. Does nothing to help them. Just all about managing his career. Yeah, that's all it is. It's just, let me get the ball out. Got a completion. That's great. It was second and eight. There was a guy open for first and 10, 15 yards down the field. But damn, I might have had to get tackled if I had to throw that ball. So I'm not going to do it. Saquon Barkley is the best running back best in the game. Best running back in the NFL. Nobody does more with less. Nobody. Better than Gurley. Yeah. Better than is. Gordon. He's, I mean, Better than Zeke. I've seen the last few weeks. I'm putting, if you gave me my first pick of the draft for the running back position, I'm taking Saquon Barkley. Mm. From what I've seen, just, I mean, you see what he does. I mean, he's, he's the reason they got, you know, he's just, he sets up everything for their football team. He's truly just a phenomenal football player. And, of course, what he does in the pass game. I mean, the field goal before the half. So they're down 14-7, to right? Third and 23. Third and 23. They run it up the middle, and he's got the whole Chicago Bear team around him. The whole team. There's 10 of them around him. He does a hop, a jump, a skip, skips to the right, and almost turns the corner and gets 22 yards. So they can go for it on fourth and one, and they get a five-yard completion. I don't know what the fuck the Bears were doing. They get the five-yard completion. They kick the field goal. Now it's 14-10. to 10. Giants haven't done crap the whole first half. That was their only success because Ogletree got the pick six right. to start the game. They go in the second half. Their fourth play, Odell. reverse pass, right? Change the game. 17-14. Right, 17-14. Then the Bears go three and out. And they put together one of their first drives of the game that ended up in the one-yard yep. touchdown pass. The Odell Beckham formation Jr. with Odell. Exactly right. Yes. Um, is the, it crazy to me that Odell flat-footed, squared, threw it further and completed it than any pass that Eli has thrown this year. He has the two longest touchdown passes on the team of the year, right? He is currently two for two for 106 yards and two touchdowns. He's a sick athlete, man. I don't know what he was doing because the guy was wide open from get-go. I wanted to be like, throw it, throw it. Because from TV, it looked like he kind of ran a little bit to make sure they came in. But they were already in. Like he was, were they? Yeah, I was like, because when I saw the same thing on TV, I was like, what's he doing? Oh, he must have just wanted to draw him up a little yeah. farther. Like you're but, telling me he was wide open. But then, oh, my gosh, from get-go. Maybe he got nervous. But he might have. I mean, he's not used to playing quarterback. You do want to make sure you see it clean. He probably Both of his balls this there. year have been spot on. He's. I mean, we saw him throw that ball in training camp or oh, whatever. Like I remember 70. the 
camp yards. and he threw it like 70 yards. Exactly right. By the way, I saw an interview with Patrick Mahomes where he said the longest he's ever thrown is 83. Ooh, 83. He's, listen, he's having an off day. I go 84 in most of my days. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> you kidding me? No. Uh, you wrote in there, though, Chase Daniel, no pocket presence. I didn't get to see the notes. Yeah, okay. Go ahead if you want to go. Yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah, I like mean, um, I know. Monday, I don't get to send the picture of the notes to you just because we're, we're so rushed. Um, but you said he played small and he can't throw with people around him. But this is what we've always known. But about. It always, I mean, his, he, he can't make a throw in the pocket. I mean, that's all there is to it. I mean, it, it just doesn't matter. He can't throw the ball accurately. He can't throw it with any pace. He throws a wobbler every time. Unless it's Tariq Cohn running a wheel route, he can't really hit it. And, of course, Tariq Cohn was open for four or five wheel routes yesterday and a few check downs and everything like that. But there's a reason that Tariq Cohn is at 12 for 156, and then they don't have another receiver over 80 yards. It's because they don't have a drop-back pass game without Mitchell Trubisky. It wasn't a great drop-back pass game with Mitchell Trubisky. Now it is severely hurt, and the fact they're missing Trubisky's ability to run and escape the pocket and make plays that way. That's been a huge part of their oh, offense this year. You thought the Bears got screwed. You thought Cohen was not out. Cohen was not down on the long touchdown. He definitely was not. His knee was up. They blew a premature whistle. That caught the, cost them an extra four points because they had to kick a field goal that should have been a touchdown. Let me ask the question that you wrote as your last note. Yeah. Read it. How many times must Landon Collins get burned by running backs before they make a change? I mean, make a change. What cha- kind of a change? Well, I'm just saying like a schematical change. Like, stop putting him in that position. He's obviously not capable of running with a Tariq Cohen in space on the backside of a formation where it's just he and that type of player one-on-one. So to me, if I've seen that now for like, what have we seen that, four weeks in a row, things like that? Salt against that, the Niners. Right. It just becomes bad coaching because now you're asking your player to do something that he realistically cannot execute and you're just taking the lazy lazy way out so yeah he's been underwhelming this year i like landon collins he's had a phenomenal career but um he has not played great football as of late i want to read this out loud Tariq cohen since his bear mitzvah seven catches 90 yards against the dolphins against new england eight catches 69 yards and a touchdown on 13 targets against the Jets, a 70-yard touchdown and 40 yards on five carries. Against the Bills, he didn't play a lot because they won 41 to nine. Against Detroit, six catches for 29. He also ran for a touchdown. Against Minnesota, 27 yards rushing, 23 yards receiving. Not too much there. Still a win. Detroit, seven catches, 45 yards, and a touchdown. And then against the Giants, 12 catches, 156 yards. Hmm. Since he got his bear mitzvah with Sims and Lefko, of his six touchdowns in the year, five of them came after the bear mitzvah. He is absolutely destroying ever since we made him a man. Yeah. The mensch. The mensch. Is the man. Lahayam to you. I feel like he took all of the touches that Jordan Howard was getting to. Yeah. Yes, he has. At least they got back to Jordan Howard running the ball, though a little bit the last two weeks, and we saw it again yesterday. The Giants' front and the inside interior part, especially with Olivier Vernon in. Olivier Vernon will never be the sack master everybody wants him to be, but he's a phenomenal football player, and he's very good against the run. But with, with Tomlinson and B.J. Hill in the middle, Lefko, with Olivier Vernon and Kareem Martin, like 
The running was not there down the middle. Anytime the Bears had any success in the run game yesterday, it was bounce plays from the outside. It was, oh, he ran it up the middle, they collapsed it, and they found a way to get around the edge to make a run that way. But it was nothing just right down the Giants' heart as far as that's concerned. Odell on the onside kick. Yeah, I gotta. I, I need to watch that one on film. My first thought was he was way too far away, okay? He was on the opposite side of the 50, so that didn't make sense to me. That means he was more than 15 yards away. Does that mean he was lined up incorrectly? I mean, I don't know if he did it or they coach it that way. Either way, I'll say, listen, listen, it wasn't a good look for Odell. I get that. Worst look, that or Cam Newton in the Super Ooh, Bowl? Probably Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. It was a tough spot, too. You know, you, you get stuck in spots like this because you don't know what to do either. It's not about, like, he's a wimp and he was scared to go in there. It was more like, wait, what do I do here? Do I try to bat the ball to where we all can get it? Do I just dive in there? Do I maybe this guy bumbles the ball and then I get it? You get stuck. You, you'd be shocked at how many things can go through your brain in those and, instances. And, and I would say to you that that's what happens to us. But if you're the onside kick guy, yeah. I need the guy that doesn't ask questions, right. that just dives in blind. Yeah. And the guy that just signed a $100 million contract is probably not that guy. He's probably lined back for the pop-up ball. Yeah. Go up and jump over somebody and secure it with your hands. Yeah. The scrounge in the pile guy... Maybe that's maybe they saw him there. I think and he said, was let's supposed to be that pop up guy, like I'm you're saying. talking about. And yes. the Bears went, let's kick a ground ball at the pop up guy. It was a great kick. I mean, he had to run kick. up aggressively to even get there. So if you really look at Let, it, let's be honest, it was a should, tough spot. Should we be embarrassed for Odell there? Um, sure. Yeah. Hey, dude, you could have shown a little more guts there, but totally should have broken your clavicle. But you were still awesome yesterday, man. You were awesome. Hell of a throw. <laughs> um, Vikings, Patriots, is there anything you want to touch on that from what you saw? Um, did you actually watch that? I did not watch it on film. I'll have a good breakdown for the Thursday pod for that because okay. I'm very excited then to don't watch worry it. About yeah. it. But still a good game to watch. I mean, one of those games where I don't know how you felt, but I was just like, okay, it's 10 to 10 in the third quarter. So when's New England going to win? Are they going to win yes. by 10 or 7? What is it going to be? Oh, it's 14. Oh, I mean, you just felt that way. You felt that. Again, it would, It was like a microcosm of Minnesota again where we just went, can they make a big play to drive the ball? No. Yeah, because that's the only thing they can do. They can't drive the ball consistently. It's always got to be a big Dalvin Cook run or it's got to be a big throw down the field. If it's not that, we're three and out. How about Thielen and Belichick cursing each other out? I know. What do you think? I, I mean, loved it. I want to know what got... So what, apparently what right. happened with Thielen... He was complaining is, to the refs. Well, the reason was... Minnesota went for it on fourth and one. Yeah. They 100% in my mind did not get it. Didn't look like it. The Patriots, in an attempt, in I guess in Thielen's mind, to slow it down, and a player went down. Oh, gotcha. And Thielen said after the game, oh, how interesting that right when you want them to go and challenge something, a player mysteriously goes down so that you guys can see more replays. That's apparently what he called out the Patriots for. Belichick said, why don't you just go shut the F up? Yes, right. But And Thielen said after the game, look, if he hates me, he hates me. I don't care. Right. I just saw the two things together and said, that's odd. Yeah. I love Thielen now. Yeah, that's great on him. And it's also great on Bill because he's got a fail-safe plan. If he hasn't seen the replay yet, he tells somebody to go down. 
and get hurt. It's like I had a famous coach one time that when Diggs we, dropped a big mf -er on camera. Oh, he did. You're right. He was like, you're an MF. Because, I, like I said, I thought there were a number of calls that the Patriots didn't get called for. Right. On yeah, PI. Right. I saw, I saw one or two, certainly, that were dicey. Uh, but the Patriots are... They're the Patriots. They're the Patriots. I mean, I think they're going to be the number one seed. And I think they're going to be a handful with just the way they play right now. It's, Let me see what freaking odds they're getting right now. It's smash mouth. Like, I don't even understand. Like, like when all the, the Saints and the Chiefs were getting up there, like, come on. Yeah. Were you just about to say that you had a coach that told you to do something? I was. I was going to tell you that. Oh, Josh, get over here. There was a coach. This is a smart thing where I'm not even going to name this coach, but if you got a defensive touchdown, right, in a game, the next kickoff, like your defense just scored, right? It's been on the field. Now it's scored a touchdown. Now it's going to be asked to go out and do a quick turnaround, right? This coach would make sure that somebody goes down on the kickoff to buy the defense time, and we'd have an injury timeout and go to commercial. NFL? NFL, yep. So I was with three different teams. I don't know how many defensive coordinators you guys figure it out. Just to give yourself like an extra two, three minutes. Hey, just to give the defense another, you're right, two minutes and 30 seconds to catch their breath because they were on the field, pick six, we celebrated, all the emotions are going, and you don't want them to go out there right on the first play and all of a sudden, bam, we get gashed down the middle for 25-yard run because our D tackles are still tired from running down on the pick six or whatever it may be. Patriots are currently 5-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Mm. I like it. Yeah. They're at three. Rams and Saints are at seven to two. Patriots are at five to one. My Texans sixteen to one. Woo! It's a pretty good pick. Your Texans, like, I I think are the number one team just at this point right now. If you made me go, who's one team in the AFC that you think you could envision going to New England and beating New England in there? I would pick the Texans as my number one team to do that. I'm super happy. Yeah. I'm telling you, when I looked at the season and I looked at strength of schedule, the Texans, by a lot of metrics, had the easiest strength of schedule, which also leads me to say that the 9-3 record is a little bit inflated. The AFC South is also having a down year. But as I said last week, and I don't need to say again, they have all of the necessary pieces. Right. And I would also say from this, this Browns game, they got like eight yards a carry. Every time I looked up, Lamar Miller was shaking a guy at the second level. Right. And when you mix in the fact that they didn't have to rely on Hopkins, they didn't have to rely on Demarius Thomas, their multiple tight end sets yeah. in red zone situations have yep. been super reliable. Watson's not having to do too much. And most of these teams are struggling to do anything against them when their defense is on the field. Yeah. The defense is flying. The Texans legitimately have a home field advantage. Yeah. And what a pick by me. It was a good pick by you. It was a great pick. It's almost as good as his bad as that Packers pick was but the but it's the true. but the yeah, uh, both of yours are still in it that's the game I was disappointed I didn't bet more on Texans yeah, Browns right. that was my big bet game. I mean I just I, I chickened out because I've been burned by the Texans I've picked them to be a big bet game like three times this year and the game ended up being close and I was just like damn I, I just don't trust it anymore I like the Texans at home a lot you Man. ready to do this I'm ready to do this so I actually want you, Josh, to do the full intro because you've been doing the communication on this. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, I'm going to come around. I'll swing into the shot here if I can. All right, so oh, it's on that one now. Which one? I'm in the shot. There I am. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, I was in <laughs> Austin, Texas for our sales offsite, and I got a DM on Instagram from a guy that said, I work downtown. I love your podcast. If you're hungry, come by my office. We have extra food in the fridge. You Did guys haven't told me this story, right? 
Uh, no, okay. we might have mentioned the DM to you. That but... may have been mentioned to okay. you. Okay. So by the time I got that DM, I was already on the flight, so I was not able to take him up on his offer to feed me. However, he responded a few days later and said, if you guys are interested in a rap for your podcast, I'm a rapper and I would love to tape something uh, for the podcast. So I said, sure, why not? He has been DMing me for a couple weeks. We've been talking. And over the weekend, he sent me the final version of the what we're going to call the Sims and Lefko anthem, I think. Uh, so if you're watching on YouTube, we're gonna I'm gonna put the video over here. This is the first time these guys have seen this. First and, time uh, Sims, Sims has seen it. I hope the audio is working. Uh, the audio is gonna be working. I've seen this. You have you not. Have not. Oh, this okay. is the first time you're gonna see it. Should I just let him hit play? Yeah. Okay. Here you go, Sims. Just hit play on that bad boy. Chris Sims, please break down my rhyme schemes. Yeah. you can quote me like them Seinfeld scenes. It's a dream if you listen to that. They got the best podcast. I ain't missing a snap. Keep it coming through the summer. Hustle never quite sleeping like Jimmy G and Kiara Mia. Whoa, big off season. Here's a reason you should listen every day. They remember every play like they Sean McVay. But in the spread, do whatever they say. I'm quite confident. Except for left the locks, you should probably do the opposite. On top of the hottest <laughs> topics, they ain't afraid to say it. You ain't rocking with Odell. Oh, well, you're probably racist. They state that Aaron is the greatest. I'm debating that. Because as a Bears fan, this is what I say to that. Oi, man, that's my man. That's the man. Should I mention about the special guest? They bring the sit up on their bench. Ooh, I love that mask. I stand off. Phil Sims calling his son to father handoff. So hats off to the most authentic Christians. Let go and my man Josh Pendrick. <laughs> Christians, let go in my man. And Josh Josh Ben Drake. Hey. KM. Good. KM. KM. So that is our guy, Kevin Miner, on Instagram. He is at uh, Kevin underscore raps. He is the man. He, uh, I mean... We're gonna post Let me break down his rhymes. They were really good. They, they were, were really good. good. They were actually it was really that was a good beat and yes. incredible rhymes, actually. You liked it a lot? I really did. I was very that's very impressive. Dude, I like I how our it. I love how our uh, our our music and our, is coming from Texas too. Coming from the dirty yeah, south. Yeah, he's in Austin. Go just we could. We, oh, you yeah, know where screw music is? Where is our guy uh, from? Oh yeah, Rod Simba, not from Houston. Oh, he's not. What he's part? from Delaware. <laughs> he's not from Texas. Though? No, he's not from he's Texas. Just Texas Although Lefko yeah. was the one that said he was from he, Texas. He was. I don't know well, why I bought Texas other. Jersey. I saw the Texas. Yeah, jersey. but I don't want to take any of the shine away. Kevin, Kevin underscore raps. Yep. R a p s. Uh, the flow is great. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that you were texting back and forth with Fendrick means that you're doing the hard labor. But no, the whoa big off season. That was the amazing. Bench, the left go locks. Big you should probably go the opposite. There, like all of it. That was great. My LinkedIn photo. Really well written. Really, yeah. Yeah. The fact that the last word is Fendrick. Yeah. Yes. Really lets you know. Yep. He but, may be a minor, but he's majoring in rap songs. Wow. Good one there, Sims. <laughs> Good one there. <laughs> Kevin, awesome. Awesome, awesome, What awesome. part of uh, Austin's he living? Do you remember? Where I don't that? know. Man, he's yeah, living the good life down yeah. there in Austin, Texas That's right, right. You were down there for like a sales conference. Yeah, that was when I was taking videos of Mac and putting fake right, quotes over right. him. All right. We have some people asking if you're going to go be Max OC in North Carolina. No, sorry, can't do it, Captain. Not going to happen. The power. I, I said if you it. don't get the Packers job, you might consider it. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't call me up to be a quarterback coach, I'm staying here. Sorry, Man. <laughs> I, uh, I couldn't do college football. I can't. Recruiting. Hey, you're going to. Hey, fake Jimmy to Joe. Hey, Jimmy Joe, come to our school. We got great. Jimmy, Jimmy Joe, we got great cleats and we got great uniform and we love football here, Jimmy Joe. Let me talk to your mommy, Jimmy, Jimmy Joe. Jimmy Joe, let me tell you something. <laughs> when you see the locker with your name on that plate, right. you it's gonna be the same locker that had Jabril Peppers. 
<laughs> now I'm in Michigan. I was thinking. Oh. Yes. Oh, God. Recruiting. Uh, I'm going to say this for the last, for, not for the last time, for the birdies. Atlanta is going to be fun. I'm getting DMs. Hey, should I come? Should I save up for the draft party? No. Atlanta. That week is going to be awesome. We're, we're having meetings on meetings on meetings. It's going to be a great time. Yeah. Come down and check out what we got going on. I mean, we were hanging out with Champ Bailey today. Yeah. You guys will hear that in a few weeks. Uh, but he's like, oh, I, I want to come and see you guys in Atlanta. Yeah, we're gonna it's going to be a good time. We are. We're going to make it good. We're going to have some good players come around. We're going to yeah. interact with everybody that's there and have fun. So Wednesday, uh, Thursday, forward Friday, Friday have right. a good time. Just Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? I don't know. Probably doing some Tuesday. Better do a little Tuesday. Yeah, I've only told you guys the plan like fifteen times. Uh, we don't listen to you. Yep, yeah. that's and we got Magic else. Mondays in Atlanta, exactly. so we're doing that for sure. Right. Can't Magic wait. Magic Monday there. podcast. He has no idea. Oh, I know. Oh, he knows. Oh, he knows. Oh, All right, I'm telling I bet you are. I'm telling Erica. Josh knows what Magic Mondays is. Let's wrap this podcast up. Ideal. All, right. uh, All right, so coming up, uh, you're gonna look at some film yeah, on yeah. this YouTube. We're gonna ask the question: Is there any film that you? like sims yeah to watch. tell me what to watch i'm sick of figuring that out myself i'm yeah. gonna watch texans browns for sure i'm definitely gonna watch vikings patriots, patriots. before our thursday podcast the fans to chime in yeah but please chime maybe in. maybe how did jacksonville hold the colts to zero points maybe seriously. we'll see that seriously all right four sims peace out homies fedrick says good evening everybody and the lef koe man says holla 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 and by the way if you're over the age of 18 Go listen to Method Man by Wu-Tang and understand why I say my name People like don't that. even get it. It's not that I listened to the song this weekend and I was like, M-E-T-H-O-D, man, and it's amazing. So go listen to it. Peace. Well, see you soon. Hop.